Wednesday, November 16th. Welcome, everybody. So happy to, to see everyone online. It's good to be back. Brother Lee, how's it going? Going great, brother. It's a fine day to be a soldier in the Army of the Lord. Oh, boy, you could say that again. Man, the right things are happening. We had a doozy of a week. Uh, we well, sure did. The week's not oh Well, yeah, it was last week. Yeah, doozy of a week last week. And um, anyways... We've got a good a good show today. I think it's going to bring a lot of people a lot of hope. What do you think, brother? Absolutely. Anytime we talk about the coming of the Lord Jesus to take his bride out of the world or we talk about the blessings he's going to lavish upon us in eternity, how could you not have your hope charged? Amen. So we're hoping that your hope will get charged today. Welcome, everybody. As usual... Um, Lee, you cool. You were here. Okay. See, that's a bummer. Last time you were here, you were literally here, here. You were right that's next right. to me. I could actually just give you a nice big bear hug right next to me. But today we are separated by quite a few hundred miles and that's okay. The yep. beauty of technology, right? It is amazing. So, yep. um, everybody give a thumbs up to Ruthie. She does such a fantastic job moderating. Ruthie, you are top notch. Thank you so much for everything you do. Um, for those of you that might not know, Ruthie is also helping with the social media side of the um, Serpents and Doves ministry. She is fabulous. God bless her heart. Ruthie, thank you so, so very much. Yes, give her thumbs up. Happy faces. Um, we got Wyoming in the house. Let's see if there's anybody. I'm always curious, right? You're in North Dakota? Yes. Okay, let's see. Is there anybody in the house that's from North Dakota? I'm always curious. We got Wyoming. Let's see who all around the world. Uh, I'd love for everybody to just tell me, tell us where you guys are watching and fellowshipping from. Because the way we see it is we're a big family right now, and we're all enjoying our time together. What do you say, brother? Right? Amen. Man, Amen. I, yeah. Yeah. So in the family of the Lord, there is no male nor female. There's no Greek, no Roman. There no there's no nationalities. We are all one family. Amen. We got lowly man in the house. Love him, brother. Love you, brother. So good to uh to see you on. Let's see. I have not okay. There we go. We got well, we got a Nebraska, Ohio's in the house, Georgia, Seattle. We're gonna be praying for Georgia. We'll see what God does in December for that runoff. Um, may the Lord have mercy on us. We got Lake Elsinore, Texas, Vermont, Illinois. Let, oh, we got Tasmania from Australia. <laughs> right? Like the little Tasmanian devil. Wait, is that from yep. the different Tasmania, right? Is well, Tasmania is a little island off of okay. Australia. Okay, so part of the Okay, yeah. so it's the right one. We got Northern Ireland. Top of the day to you in Northern Ireland. Hey, everybody over there. Good to see you, Joan. All right. <laughs> so, oh, we got Wales. Very cool. Now, I'm not even going to try to imitate Wales versus London. I'll butch it. And you guys know it. You guys know your accents, and I'm not even going to disrespect. But God bless everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. This is such a good time. I love doing this. The fellowship that we have together here is so, so very sweet. I mean, all over, Lee, we've got South Africa. We got New Zealand. And you know, the most important one, God is in the house. The Lord Jesus Christ is here. 
He's with yeah. us all over the world. That is the beauty of our Lord and Savior, right? Omnipresent. He is everywhere at the same time. And that's something that to me is just mind-blowing to be able to even think about that. So thank you, guys. Uh, Lee, what do you say? We get started with some housekeeping. You cool with that? Absolutely. All right, let's do this, folks. Let's go to do our house housekeeping. So I'm sure most of you guys already know the Serpents and Doves website. What I'm going to start encouraging everybody is to share the site with as many people as you can. Um, not so much because of the shop site, but because of the content. My vision for this has always been to bring people in so that they go to see the content, the video content, and the gospel message of Jesus Christ, and prayerfully that they will surrender their life and give their life over to Jesus Christ. But nonetheless, here it is, Serpents and Doves website. If you feel led, if you like the content, I always say this, and you feel led by the Lord to help support the ministry and you want to donate, thank God, no PayPal. Um, you can click right here on the donate button. And let me show you guys, because this is something that I did. I've gotten a lot of um, a lot of viewers and people writing in asking me if there's more than one way to donate. So let me show you guys. There are three so far. The main one is right here. If you guys want to fill these out and then you click donate, it will take you to the, uh, um, to the field where you fill in your credit card information. Someone had asked, they don't like doing this. And I've had a handful of people that want the snail mail. Well, here's the option. You can uh, mail a check. There's the address. And then I had a couple of people wanting to use Zelle. And um, there is the option for Zelle and the email. I want to say ahead of time that if you guys do that, I can't send an email thanking you guys because I always like to send people thanks, a personal note. Zelle won't allow me to do that because it's bank to bank. And so please forgive me for not being able to do that. But my, my deepest and sincerest thanks and in advance, okay? But enough of that. Let's go to the main, main thing. This is Lee, Brother Lee. This is your site right here. It is a beautiful, wonderful site. I love the picture. Every time I go on your website, what do you know where that's at by any chance? Germany. Oh, man, that's beautiful. We like the castles in Germany, so we don't like... Well, we need to pray for Klaus Schwab, okay, everybody? But look at the castle. <laughs> so beautiful. That is such a gorgeous castle. Man, that is beautiful. Can you imagine being that being your home and you get lost in there? You know, east wing, west wing. I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but anyway. I'm looking forward to having a castle in eternity on a big <laughs> ridge overlooking a fjord on one side and... And oh, mountains boy. that are like the Sierras or the Rockies on the other side. Oh, man, I'm with you on that. That's going to be so, so nice. So um, tell us about the website, Lee. Well, Soothkeep is Old English for Truth Fortress, and truth is my vision. I'm all for wholehearted devotion, but we have no idea what to be devoted to unless we have some truth under our belt. And so that is my vision, to increase truth so that we have greater discernment, greater devotion, and sounder doctrine in the last days. Amen. Amen. So folks, listen, um, I always like to um, showcase my guest website. This is a fabulous website. It's extremely well organized. And um, likewise, if uh, you feel led by the Lord to donate and help support the work that Lee is doing, because folks, let me tell you, and I know Lee would agree, it takes a whole lot 
And um, we are ever so grateful for the Lord laying this on your hearts to help us out. And you could do so right there if you click on the donate button for Lee as well, and you could do that there. Um, so Lee, also, where is it that they go to subscribe to, not so, well, get newsletters? Okay. Click on ministry. All right. Now you can pick any subject there that, that looks interesting. Okay. And now open up any one of those boxes. All righty. And now just pick any any one you want to look at, any one of those articles. And on the right-hand side, after you pick the article, there's right up in the upper right-hand corner. There it is right is there. the widget for subscription. Perfect. So, folks, if you want to subscribe, get his newsletter, I would highly, highly encourage you guys to do so. Also, I know we're going a little long on this housekeeping, but I got to get this out. Everybody knows that I have that strike. This is the backup channel that I have. It is called Official Serpents and Doves. I would highly encourage you guys to go over there and subscribe, share it as well, because if, if anything happens to the one that I'm running now, this is going to be the backup. All the content will be back up here, and um, we'll jump ship from there and come over here. So anyways, that was a long housekeeping, <laughs> but nonetheless, we got it done. Brother Lee, we're in, we're in for a treat. Thanks so much, everybody, for being patient. I know that we went long on that one, but um, there's a lot that I had to get out there. And uh, anyways, I say we just jump right on in today. We're going to talk about, well, the title is New Heavens and New Earth. Lee, you wrote a book, and yes, I am I going did. to show it right here. It is called The New Heavens and Earth. It is a nice cover, by the way. It's a great, great book. I told Lee I didn't read the whole thing. I didn't get a chance to. I, I started to. It's a wonderful um, way of putting... Well, I'm not going to talk about your book. You talk about your book. Tell us what it's about. Well, the book takes up the question, will the new heavens and the earth be the destruction, the complete destruction or annihilation of the current heavens and earth and a replacement with an ex nihilo creation for a second time? Or will the new heavens and the new earth be the current heavens and earth refurbished by fire, purified, and cleansed? And I defend the latter position. And I do it with a number of different arguments from the scriptures. I've had a lot of people write to me and tell me that they believed in the annihilation and second recreation theory until they read my book. Uh, and I just walked them through dozens of arguments from the scriptures showing the, the scriptural position. Yeah, amen. It's a good book. Let me get back to us over here. So um, it's on Lee's website. You guys can go there. I actually did put the description, the link down in the description down below. Click on the link. You can go to the book or go to his bookstore, and he's got a lot of really, really good books. Um, and also, I'm going to be uploading... Lee and I did part two of the apostasia debate a while back. I am going to be uploading that this coming week. And so you're going to see a lot of Lee uh, on the channel, which is good. Okay, turn up Lee. So um, I'm not sure how else. Lee, let me see. Let's get you, uh, let's see if we could crank your volume up. Um, maybe on your roadcaster, if you could turn that up just a hair. There you go. That's good. And then. How's that? Is that loud enough? I think you're good. Uh, tell us if you guys, so some say they cannot hear Lee. Uh, tell us if you could hear, yeah, I hear Lee just fine. Cool. All right, very cool. Well, um, we're going to continue because there's nothing more that I could do on my end. 
uh, to turn Leah, but I think that's a Zoom issue. I had that last time with um, I had that last time with Pastor Ken Ortiz, but uh, yeah, they hear you. Great. Okay. Cool. Louder. By the way, yeah. On my New Heavens and New Earth book, my Spanish translation is finished, and the cover man just sent me the new Spanish cover. So, Lord willing, either tonight or tomorrow, that book will be published in Spanish in paperback. Ah, praise the Lord. Gloria a Dios. So I'll say, a todos los que quieren el libro, se los aconsejo. So there you go. I, I recommend the book. Highly recommend it. Okay, cool. Lee is fine here. So, all right, Lee, let's roll. I say, let's just jump right in. Um, we had a wonderful viewer, and she wrote in, and um, this show really is a takeoff of the questions that she answered. She's a dear heart. Her dad went on to be with the Lord. She obviously had a very special relationship with her dad. I'm sure as many um, of us do, either sooner or later in life, right? Sometimes that that happens that way. But um, a lot of these questions that uh, she wrote in were honest questions. And I think uh, I told Lee, hey, how about we do a podcast? Lee agreed. And uh, I think we should just, let's get rolling. What do you say, Lee? Absolutely. All right, here we go. Question number one. Um, will we matter to our loved ones, right, our family members that have gone on before us? And this is what the viewer said. Um, I've had so many people tell me I will see him, meaning her father again, and I know I will. But will it be the same? There's so much that I didn't get to say or do with my dad. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ, one big family on earth and even more in heaven. So will I actually matter to my dad, Lee? Take it away, brother. Well, I say absolutely we will. The, the new broader relationship with all of the family of God being our mother and brothers and sisters isn't going to diminish those tender ties that we had down here with family or likewise with friends. In fact, I think it's actually going to strengthen those ties because when we get up into glory and we see how evil unbelief was, then we're also going to have a profound appreciation for every one of our family members and every one of our friends that was a, a real believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. So that relationship, I believe, is going to be strengthened. The other thing I would add to that is... Um, we're not going to be rewired differently in the resurrection, except that our body won't be susceptible to pain and illness and sickness. But as far as our soul goes, the only rewiring is the removal of sin. And so if someone was a good close friend to you and you love them down here, that's not going to change in glory. You've got the same soul. Um, if we lose our soul for Christ's sake and the sake of the gospel, we keep our soul unto life eternal. And ditto for family members. We were really close with family members down here. Then that soul uh, uh, tenderness and closeness is going to be unchanged in eternity, but it will be in an advanced, uh, in an enhanced environment. So, question: um, You know, my take was always that when we get to heaven, right? We're we're not, from my understanding, we're not going to have that relationship as husband wife. Um, right father, son, granddaughter, cousin, aunt, uncle. Um, my understanding is that our relationship is going to go brother and sister in Christ, right? Our heavenly father. And then our relationship across the board is going to be brother and sister. What is, is that? Uh, am I off kilter here? 
No, no. But see, I don't think these two ideas contrast. Now, obviously, the scriptures are very clear that there won't be marriage in heaven in the sense of the husband and wife relationship will continue. But we will remember and appreciate our wives and husbands. And, And whatever closeness we had down here, if some husbands and wives are so close, they're inseparable friends. They would be best friends if they weren't married. Yeah. And and uh, I think that closeness of friendship is going to continue in heaven. Okay. And I think that we're going to remember our cousins and nephews and aunts and uncles. Um, things are going to be changed a little bit because our uncle is going to be the same age as we are. Yeah. And our little nephews are going to be the same age as we are. But um, those friendships or relationships will continue um, as we grow up in heaven and and we come up with a close circle of of really close friends, which is what human beings do. Yeah. There there might be a little shuffling of 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 things, but the the essence of the relationships are going to remain unchanged. So I guess uh, and I don't mean to step on anyone's toes, right? Because yep. um obviously we're not given in marriage, not taken in marriage. How would that how is that going to play out? We know there's a lot of of divorced families out there. And then yeah. a lot of remarriages out there. And only God knows the reasons why. And so I'm not here, I'm not picking on any one person here, but I'm curious when we get to heaven, how would that how would that relationship change um when when it comes to that, right? Because I'm sure we're not gonna get to heaven and go, okay, I, that was my uncle down on earth, or you know, this was my ex-wife or my ex-husband. Um, how do you see that happening? Well, I think there's not just with broken marriage relationships, but even broken friendships. Okay. Um, we have struggles and trials as a believer. Oh, yeah. And sometimes yeah. uh, the big share of the problem is someone else's court. Sometimes it's in our own court. Sometimes it's difficult to know who's wrong. We just know that there's passion on both sides. It's not seeing eye to eye. When we get to glory, every one of these broken relationships is going to be healed. And it's not going to be healed by brute force. Okay. It's going to be healed in a way that we see our failure, they see their failure, we forgive each other, and we go on in happy, glorious friendship. Okay. So, and and again, I understand that when we when we're in the presence of the Lord, everything is going to change. Our attention is That's going right. to go from each other to you know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I mean, we can't even imagine what it's going to be like in the presence of the Lord in spending eternity, like what we're actually going to be doing. Right. So, um, our relationships obviously are going to change. I think one thing you just touched on, which is going to be fantastic (laughs) is we're all going to be the same age. And I know that there's, there are those that believe, um, that some are going to be old and gray hair, but they're going to be completely physically fit. I have a tendency of disagreeing with that. I I believe that in heaven, like you said, we're all going to be the same age and we're not going to have those, um, those differences appearance wise of age. What is your take on that? I think I would tend to agree with that view. Um, there is a little element that I think about that. I think that there's probably some flexibility for preference and you know, maybe if someone loved their gray hair, maybe the Lord would allow, allow them to keep it. But um, <laughs> I think it's kind of comes down to, you know, what if someone wants to keep 
just like the Lord is going to maintain the holes in his hands for all eternity, those scars are there. Yeah. Maybe someone wants to maintain some scars that they received for the same reason the Lord wants to maintain his scars. It's possible. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, that's cool. Look, I want to have long hair in heaven. You know the samurai, you know the samurai look, right? They yeah. they have it all short here and they got this just really cool long hair. That's what I want to have. A tight heaven. little bun in the back. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Big sword, tight man bun. bun. Yeah, man bun. There you go. Um but you know what? Yeah, I I do stand firm though on the fact that we're all going to be around the same age. Now, I'm sure you've also um come across the the argument that you know, the Lord Jesus Christ died at around the age, what, 32, 33 years old. And some yep. people hang their hats on that. The fact that his, when he resurrected and in, you know, first fruits of the resurrection, that age is what they hold on to. What, um, is that accurate? Would that be accurate to say? Or is that, I mean, obviously scripture doesn't specifically say anything to that, doesn't speak into it. So this is speculation at this point, right? Yeah, well, this kind of brings up an interesting question because we were talking about our age in heaven. Are we talking of the age of our physical body or the age of our mental and moral maturity? Um, when, Great. That'll when put, we're in that... heaven for a million years, we'll still have a body, whether it's 22 years old, 25 years old, it'll be still that age. Okay. But, but... our maturity will continue to age. We will grow in that sense. And so when we're talking about the Lord being 33 years of age, I think what's in consideration there, uh, the Bible isn't concerned about his physical age so much. It's, it's concerned with that he's of moral age and moral character. He's of, moral, he's of a mature stature. Okay. Well, I'm hoping that this whole maturity thing is we don't start out because then that means I'll be like 15 years old. 14. <laughs> Sometimes I act like a kid. But for anybody wondering, there's going to be one person in heaven with a mullet, and that's going to be Pookie Martinez right there. Oh, yeah. Pookie Martinez, you're going to have the only mullet throughout all eternity in heaven. <laughs> Just had to throw that out there. Um, okay, so, I mean, there are there's a lot, there is a whole lot when it comes to the topic of heaven. And I know that scripture covers some of it. I know we just covered uh, relationally how we might be different relationship-wise, and it's going to be beautiful. I will tell you that. Um, how do you see my view? And I know there's a lot of folks out there that have lost babies, right? And or have had miscarriages. To my my understanding, scripturally, is that all children will be in the presence of the Lord, but not as babies, right? So say a kid passed away as as a newborn or as an infant. It's not my my understanding is they won't retain that form. I know we kind of just covered that where we're all going to be the same age. So we will recognize, though, let's say it was in utero and didn't get to see the child, but in heaven we will have that recognition, Correct. I believe so. Absolutely. Yeah. We will recognize our loved ones. See, what's interesting, I think that the pattern we need to follow is the disciples, uh, James and Peter and John on the Mount of Transfiguration, yeah. recognized Moses and Elijah. Um, we don't know how they recognize that that's who it was. It might merely have been that they were just savvy enough in the scriptures to realize that's who it had to be. But I suspect it was deeper than that, and I think they were given a foretaste of this 
uh, recognition ability that we're going to have in heaven. Okay. So um, for those of you that may have lost someone too, um, that's another thing that we look forward to, right? We look forward to the rapture. It is a huge hope for us, especially as these days are progressing and waxing evil and more evil. But it's so amazing. What And I've said this before as I've answered many of you guys in emails. What a glorious reunion that's going to be. Not only, look, all of us on the chat, how cool is that going to be? We're all going to be able to see each other. Not only that, right. loved ones that have gone before us. Um you know, those that maybe have lost some children or, like I said, miscarriages, our family is going to grow exponentially in heaven. That's right. And how beautiful is that going to be? So not only are we going to be able to see Jesus Christ face to face, I'm looking forward to that, to be really honest with you, to see Jesus Christ face to face, how humbling that's going to be, obviously bring me to my knees to be before God Almighty. How incredible. My mind cannot conceive that. But how exciting. On top of that, we're going to be able to fellowship with him. I believe we're going to be able to have one-on-one time with Jesus. Absolutely. Right? And and not only that, we're going to be able to interact and have time of fellowship with our patriarchal fathers, those that have gone before us, the prophets, I mean, the apostles and so on and so forth. And I don't know. What it, what do you think about this? Does it blow your mind or what? It does. I And I'm really looking forward to sitting down and visiting with the Old Testament patriarchs like Noah and yeah. Moses and Abraham, visiting with the apostles uh, uh, James and Peter and John and, and Jude, uh, yeah. visiting with prophets like Elijah and Elisha. Yeah, wow. This is going to be an amazing time, not to mention all the great names from church history. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the time is going to be so sweet. And so so the viewer also wrote in, you know, um how how is it did the Lord really mean that a thousand days, a thousand years is like a day and a day is like a thousand years? Did. So talk a bit about how is time going to function because and I know I'm kind of skipping around here, but yeah. Everything here on earth, like we're bound by time here on earth. And I know that as I start talking about this, I oftentimes will let my mind go. And it it's just some of the stuff is is crazy that, that when yes. we start to think about the absence of time, because as we speak, right, we are everything denotes time. Hey, I'll see you later. We're going to spend eternity in heaven. How long is yeah. eternity? Forever. Hey, I'll be there in a couple minutes. You know, um, uh, meet me at a specific time. Oh, it's going to take this long to cook. So everything that we do denotes time. Yet when, when let's say a loved one passes away, they're in heaven. I've always thought this because I have loved ones in heaven as well. They exit time, right? Is that well, correct? Well, what's interesting about this question is, um, there is really a, a philosophical difference here because, first of all, we need to define what time is. Um, now, when you ask people what time is, most people will be unable to give you a definition. And if you have something that has no definition, then you can neither prove it nor disprove it. Yeah. So, so that raises a question. Is time part of creation? 
like this i think that's pretty much the typical position amongst christians is that time was created when god made his creation mm-hmm. uh, if this is the case then i don't think it's possible even if this is true i don't think it's possible for time to cease to exist because we'll still have creation in eternity so that next raises a question then okay well, right now we're limited by time, and we know we're not going to be limited by time in eternity, so now where are we going to go with this? Yeah. Well, where I go with it is that it's not that time ceases to exist. It's that we are we have unlimited time. It's no longer an issue. Yeah, yeah. So here's an, here's an interesting question, uh, our, our observation. In the New Testament, we read uh, that the eternity is described as the ages of the ages. And this universe is one gigantic clock. We can measure a year because that's the earth goes around the sun one time. Correct. Uh, then we're going to, how, what are we going to call it when the sun goes around the galaxy one time? Maybe we'll call it a galactic. But then how about the rotation of our galaxy around the galaxy cluster or the, the rotation of the galaxy cluster around the supercluster? Well, ultimately, this universe is capable of measuring infinite amounts of time. Yeah. Now, here's another argument on this time question. Before there was a physical creation, time still existed, because all time is is the succession of moments or the flow of moments. And in eternity past, before there was a physical creation, there was a conversation the Father and the Son just had, the conversation the Father and the Son are having, and the conversation the Father and the Son will have. Yeah. So when I look at it like that, it makes it a lot easier for me to wrap my mind around what time is uh, and then just go from there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's going to be, I always think, you know, we have these pictures. I We just sent up the, is it the, the Webb telescope, James Webb or something like that? Yes. Okay. And that one can take pictures even deeper in space. But what yes. we're getting, the first few images we got, is that there's more millions of galaxies out there, really. And if we yeah. think about it, um, the universe is infinite. And from, That's exactly right. There are those that, that um, theorize that the universe is actually expanding, not contracting, which means it's, it's growing. Yeah. So imagine... All through eternity, we have millions, if not trillions, of galaxies. And within those galaxies, there's planets and suns and stars, and you can name it. Do you think that um, we're going to have the opportunity all throughout eternity to be able to explore God's creation throughout you know, the known galaxies and unknown and universe? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, let me turn to a... a- one of my favorite passages here. Sure. I'm just going to flip there really quick. Go for it. While you do that, um, I wanted to just encourage everybody, if we can lift up uh, Tay-Tay, our sister Tay-Tay, uh, in prayer. She asked for prayer, and um, it seems like her grandmother, I'm trying to get to that part, um, doesn't have much time. Obviously, the Lord is the one that holds our life in His hands, and I'm as you... Uh, Lee, as you look for that, I want to take some time and pray for Tay-Tay. So let's go, Lord Father God, we bring before you Tay-Tay, Father. You know her needs, and you know um, Grandma, 
Father God, and we pray that, Lord, you would um, bring your shalom peace over the family, Father God, and that you would meet those needs, Lord. And we can't thank you enough that as the body of Christ, as we lift each other up before you, we could do that. It's amazing that from all over the world, Father God, we are all coming before you and lifting up our sister and everybody else in this stream and post live stream that might have needs, and we know there are many. Father God, we lift them up and pray that you would meet those needs, Father, and that, Lord, you would come through as you are our banner. Lord, you're our covering. Father God, you're our Rapha, Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Mm -hmm. And Father God, we look to you in all things, and knowing that you are coming back soon brings so much hope to us. So we pray for uh, Tay-Tay once again and everybody else in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Cool. Sorry, go for it. Um, I didn't mean yeah. to... Uh, to, to well, jump in we're going to look at a, a Revelation 21, verse 7. Well, I might have that. Let me let me look over here, because remember that... Um, let me see if I have a verse. Yes, I do. And let me put it up there for you. Um, go for it. Yes. So here in Revelation, um, in verses 21, 1 through 8, we read, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Verse 2 says, it talks about the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven. Verse 3 says that there's not going to be any more tears or death or sorrow or crying or pain. Oh, that's verse 4, pardon me. Uh, verse 3 is the, is the tabernacle of God is with men, and God the Father is going to be with us. And so then we come down to verse 5, uh, and we read that he's going to make all things new. And verse 6 talks about the fountain of water of life. Well, when we come to verse 7, he says, He that overcomes shall inherit all things. And well, what all things? Well, the things that were just mentioned in this passage, the new heavens and the new earth in verse 1, the new Jerusalem in verse 2, the tabernacle of God and the Father, God the Father, verse 3, all the blessings of the resurrection state in verse 4, no more pain, sorrow, death, or tears. We get all things made new in verse 5. And in verse 6, we get the water of life. So here we have, basically, we're saying we have an, an infinite eternal utopia with infinite energy, infinite resources, infinite time, and infinite opportunity. And I absolutely believe that when it says we're going to inherit all things, that we, as the heirs of God and co-heirs of Christ, according to Romans 8, are going to inherit the entire universe. Amen. Amen. I fully intend to ask God for 10 galaxy clusters. <laughs> and when I ask him for that, he's not going to be startled like, wow, that's a massive request. Yeah. It won't be any more difficult for him to give me 10 galaxy clusters than for me to reach in my pocket and give one of my grandkids a dollar well, you can't even buy an ice cream cone with a dollar anymore. I might have to give him two bucks. But that's what it's compared to. Man, I, I tell you, the, the more we think about this, folks, the more uh, we get into the subject of, of heaven and uh, the new earth and what it's going to be like when we're in the presence of Christ, you know, in the eternal state, it's going to be mind-blowing. I mean, we, that's right. We, we don't we don't know how amazing it's gonna be. We can try. I mean, Lee, you do a pretty good job, brother Lee. To, to yep. you know. Well, go what ahead. I like to say is that when we take all of our extrapolations from our human experience down here, um, 
everything that we can think of that's intrinsically human and it's not intrinsically sin, it's going to be in heaven. It can't not be there because heaven is made for human beings. Right. But when we've had our grandest, wildest imaginations run wild, we have only thought of one molecule at the tip of the iceberg yeah. because our experience as human beings, we're going to continue to grow for all of eternity in every direction that a human being can grow. That is so amazing. I mean, seriously, if this stuff doesn't bring you hope and knowing that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is coming soon, I'm excited. Seriously, they could keep this world. Yeah. You could have it. Absolutely. You, know? you want your one world I, government? You can have it. <laughs> I find so much encouragement in this. As I've gone through life for the last four decades, being a Bible preacher and a Bible teacher for the Lord, uh, we've just run into disappointment after disappointment. I've had several times that I'm down for one or two years with serious physical injuries. Um, we've never owned a new car. Yeah, me neither. We've, <laughs> we've never been able to afford the house of our dreams. The one time we built a house that was probably half of what I dreamed of. And we lost it to the Bank of America in the banking scandals in 2007 and mm -hmm. the following years. It is, you know, it's just a fiasco. And we go through this life, we all have a ton of pain. Yeah. We all have a ton of disappointments. But you know what? If if we never have a new car, if we never have the car of our dreams, if we never have the house of our dreams, if we never have the job of our dreams, if we never get the vacation of our dreams, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Because we've got an infinite eternity before us man that is so exciting because i hear you on every front that you just said and i'm sure a lot of people not just stateside but worldwide um, amen are, are hearing us as well and so you know lord come I would quickly hate to be in europe right now trying to pay your energy and electric bills yeah no for sure seriously we really really it, it's uh um, you know what? May, uh, Lord bless you guys over in Europe. You know, I know that there are yeah. folks that can, but there are a lot of folks. I wouldn't be, I'd be one of those that would probably be chopping down trees and putting wood, you know, in the fireplace to try and stay warm because I know I wouldn't be able to afford that. No way, Jose. Um, so, Lee, let me ask you something. So, do you believe that uh, when we're in heaven, right, do you think God will give us the ability? to look down and see loved ones down here? Uh, the, this is what the viewer said. I know the rich man was able to see Lazarus, but we are never told that Lazarus can see the rich man. We are also not told that Lazarus can see earth. And so my follow-up question to will our loved ones be able to see us is will, would God allow our loved ones to see us here on earth in a place that has so much hurt, like we just talked about, and so much sin, pain, and suffering. What are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, I would point out that in the Lazarus and the rich man story, uh, the rich man was able to look across that chasm yeah. and visit with Abraham. So, and I think that there is an analogy, perhaps, uh, that we can, can put onto the question at hand, which is, the saints that have already gone to heaven looking down and being concerned about their relations down here, saved or not. And I suspect that, yes, God is indeed going to allow us maybe not to communicate with them, but certainly to be able to keep up with them. Okay. So um, 
I, I I'm kind of torn when it comes to that, you know? Um, yeah. and, and again, this kind of maybe goes back to time versus not time. We're in time. They're in eternity. And, uh, again, this opens up a whole nother can of worms, right? So to, yes. if, if that ability is given, let's say even if the Lord says just for joyful, happy moments, right? I'm going to give you yep. guys an opportunity to look down. Um, I don't, so, so we're going from eternity and then peering into time. And now I know with God, all things are possible. He could do whatever he wants. Yeah. I, I don't have that hurdle to get over though. Okay. Uh, because in my mind, they are on the exact same clock in the exact same dimension that we are up there in heaven, mm-hmm. but they're in an aspect of our dimension that we cannot see. It's like a hidden dimension. Okay, so hang hang out there for a sec, because here's yep. a question I'm sure some folks might have now or later, is yes. um, those that have gone on before us, there's I don't believe that they're waiting for us. I think that was another question, right? So time in eternity will be very different than the way time is here. When someone goes on, they're not like, oh, you know, they're not here yet. Oh, I can't wait. What what is what is really your take on that? How how do you explain that that talk? I mean, that topic about those waiting versus not waiting. I don't think that they're waiting for those of us to, you know, to catch up and and be there. What what do you think? Well, myself, actually, I guess I've always just assumed that when we die and go to be with the Lord, we are still a human being. Um, we're we're still going to have human emotions and, and human feelings, and we're still going to be concerned about our loved ones down here. Now, I do think it will be moderated because down here, our emotional state is we're not balanced like we should be. You know, we need the Holy Spirit to be balanced. Mm-hmm. And so I suspect that that anything that we look at these relationships and concerns down here that looks out of place or looks unbalanced to us, well, it will lose that out of balance in heaven. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're still praying for our loved ones down here. Um, the Lord Jesus is in heaven and he's praying for us. And I suspect we're going to follow in his pattern. Now, now can concern turn into worry? And I know that there's no way that we're going to be anxious or worrying in heaven for those that are here. Yeah. And see, that's, that's the very point I was trying to make. Um, We will still have an interest in our loved ones. We probably, I think we'll still be praying for them, but that worry, that fear, wherever these kind of emotions stray away from what we would regard as as just a Christ-centered, God-trusting faith, it won't be there. It won't even be possible to be there. Okay. And again, these are, I think what Lee and I talk about too, is these are speculations, right, Lee? Because we really don't have an exact answer from the Bible. No, basically what we have to do is we got two sources of information that we can go with. One is the generic assumption that we are essentially still human beings in heaven and and, in the eternal state, and the only thing that's missing is sin. And in the main, that's true, but there might be details that we're not seeing. Um, And the second thing that we're going on is we have to base on analogies that we see in Scripture that are not necessarily identical analogies. So 
Yeah, we're just making some speculations based on those two set sources of information. And we can infer, right? There's nothing wrong with drawing inferences from Scripture. Case in point, like what you just said as well, right? Jesus is praying for us, so it wouldn't be a wrong inference for us to say we have. We might also, for those of us, well, for those that are there now, eventually when we're there, praying for loved ones down here. Is that something you're? You're? Did I say that correctly? Yes, yes, and that that is that's correct. That's what I think is probably the case. Okay, cool. So here's another question. We're gonna kind of shift uh, gears a little bit here because I want to address the martyrs that are under the altar. Um, so the question also the viewer brought up was: Do the martyrs under the altar? These are martyrs that, as far as we know, are the ones that were um, martyred during the tribulation. Yep. Will they know how they died? If so, will we know? Again, here is another, again, we're trying to answer questions based scripturally, inferring, yep. and then some of it is speculation. So will we know that we either died or went up in the rapture? Or and Now, I can answer that, and I say, hands down, we will know that we went up in the rapture. Yes. That is, that is a for sure. Will loved ones in heaven know when we're on our way up? on our way to heaven. And then here's a follow-up. Will we have, here's a good one. Um, and I know we kind of covered some of these, so I know I'm going quickly because there's so much. Will we have a type of precognition on in our glorified bodies during the millennium? Pause on that question. Let it just stew for a minute. And let's go back. Um, will the martyrs under the altar know how they died? Will Will those that are those in heaven? Do they know how they died? What do you think? Well, I think absolutely that they will know when they died, how they died, and why they died. I think it's part of the glory of, of the believer, particularly if they're martyrs, that that's going to be a badge of honor for all of eternity. Okay. But there's a deeper question behind that, and this is how I address all this class of questions about what are we going to do, what are we going to think, what are we going to feel in eternity? And I fall back on this. In the resurrection, we do not become non-humans, not 10% non-human, not 50% non-human, not something else. We stay 100% human beings, the same human wiring that we have right now, with one exception, and that's that we're the parts of us that promote sin are rewired so we can no longer sin. Amen. So once we have that understanding, then a lot of these questions to me, um, all these questions are asked because I think it assumes that we're going to be less than humans or different than humans in eternity. And I don't operate on that assumption. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that we'll have um, now, I think we'll have limited knowledge when it comes to that, because I know that there's a lot of things that, you know, whether it's regrets whether it's memories that bring a lot of pain, a lot of emotional pain to people. Now, it's my belief that we, you just read in chapter 21 of Revelation that there will, yep. be, the, there will be no more tears, right? Yeah. And that the Lord will wipe away all our tears. And I know some think that they base their, um, their take on the Lord is going to wipe away our tears Thinking, well, means he's going to wipe their memory. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know of memory. Some say that 
until we reach the eternal state, there is going to be crying and weeping in heaven. I disagree with that. Um, I don't. No, I do too. Yeah, I do too. Okay, yeah. and and I I, I want to make sure that we we understand that when we're in heaven, it's going to be glorious. And I think glorious yep. is an understatement um, for how it's going to be on the flip side of of heaven, right? And and we're looking yes. forward to 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 the rapture, which is going to be beautiful just in and of itself. Um, it, absolutely, yeah. we're partaking of the eternal state in many ways as the church. Uh, immediately from the rapture. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're going to be ahead of the millennial crowd. Amen. I mean, and we're going to talk a bit about that. Let's see. We still have some time, which is good. But um, one thing that I want to kind of clarify, too, is we were talking about the martyrs. And um, let me go to uh, Revelation chapter 20. Now, I put 1 through 6 here. But really what I want to focus on right now is chat is verse four and I think leading into uh, four and five but it says let me get my footing here uh, because I yeah would you would you um, real I realize that I took the Bible verses out and now it's really difficult for me to figure out where the verses are um, but you want Verses four through six, is that what you want? Yeah, I, I, I'll just read here. And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having, I'll start at verse one, having the key to the abyss and holding in his hand a great chain. He sees the dragon, the ancient serpent, uh, who is the devil or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. Um, he threw him into the abyss and locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving, uh, where are we at, the nations anymore until the thousand years were ended. After that, he must be set free for a short time. Now, this is where I wanted to start. I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge. Pause there. Who are those that are given authority to judge? Well, first and foremost, it's the church of the living God, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Old Testament saints get to join in this too. Okay, so we're in heaven, right? Yes, and uh, that's that's going to be possibly Old Testament saints alongside us as well, correct? From my yes. understanding. Okay. And then it says, um, and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Pause there. Yep. So we know we're going to rule and reign with Christ a thousand years. Some would say this part of Scripture doesn't say that we are going to rule and reign. It says that those martyred, those that were beheaded for Christ, are going to rule and reign. How do we reconcile the fact that we, too, are going to be rulers and reigning with Christ for that thousand years? Well, I think that this passage here just is actually referring both to uh, the church and to the tribulation saints. It, I think there's a, a reference to both here. Okay, very cool. And, and that's the, the thrones are already mentioned earlier. With yes, the, with the twenty-four elders. Yep, and that's early on. Uh, what is that chapter? The new song is four chapter six. Is it four or five? Yep. Okay. So we have the the new song that's that's sung by the twenty four elders, the presence of the twenty four elders in heaven, and uh, John being caught up, taken up, and that's chapter four, correct? Come up hither, yes. right? 
And yep. four um, one. Okay, so um, let's let's kind of move on now here. And we we already talked about how time is going to function in eternity, right? And and mm-hmm. we there's going to be time. We're living in time, but it's a different type of time there than here. So you guys post post live stream, go back and listen to that part again. But let's break down Second uh, Peter chapter three. Uh, verses one to ten, and and I have it here. I mean, I could read it for everybody, um, but I think it's. It, I think we should. Let me let me get over there and pull that up so that we could read it. It says, uh, starting in verse one, dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I've written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. We don't have a whole lot of wholesome thinking nowadays, do we? It says, I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they, keyword here, deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also, the world of that time was deluged and destroyed by the same word that present that by the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Pause there, Lee. What exactly is Second Peter talking about? Well, it's talking about the fact, if you're going to put it in a nutshell, there is a future judgment coming that's promised to come upon the entire planet. It's going to be a judgment of fire. And men are oblivious to this in the same way that they are oblivious to and intentionally ignore all the evidence that this world was already destroyed once entirely by the flood. Um, to me, this, um, you know, in verse 5, it says, the King James uh, says, they are willingly are ignorant of. Yeah. And I've heard this translated, they are intentionally ignorant. And I think that's exactly what it's talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we see that, right, Lee? Yep. Yeah, we see we that. Sure do. We see that. So, so the reserved for fires, that fire going to be a literal fire? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, um it, now your book, you you talk about this, the difference between reconstruction and what's the other word? Annihilation and and the second ex nihilo recreation. Okay, so define ex nihilo. That means it's Latin and it means from nothing. Okay. Um, that's a theological term. And in the beginning, when in Genesis chapter one, when in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, he spoke them into existence. Yes. And there nothing existed prior to that except him and his angels and his heavenly city. Yeah. And there there was just heaven. And yep. then he made this physical creation. Okay. So you make the argument in your book, reconstruction versus um a um oh my land, what's the word? Reconstruction, creation. Or re, uh, yeah, that's a, no, not not creation, a uh, like a regeneration, right? A, a okay, yeah. Well, there's a renovation, renovation. Or a recreation. That's it. So yep. it's you make the argument. Well, the argument is those that believe recreation, which is ex nihilo from nothing, 
or yeah. the a a um on my land renovation, which is making it new, right? Uh, yes. Just, okay. So, and I believe it's going to be renovated, and yep. uh, things are purified in the fire, right? We know that that's gold right. is purified in the fire as well. So that's my take. I, I I believe that's your take too, and that's the argument you make in your book, um, New Heavens and the New Earth. But let's let's move on because we're doing good, and I want to get to questions at the end as well. So we're doing well, folks. You guys doing good? Um, everybody hanging in there. Okay, during the millennium, who has their glorified bodies and who doesn't? Let, um, I'll, I'll throw this to you in a minute. Give me a sec. Those that survive the tribulation will go on to have families, families and populate the earth. Will there be jealousy between the humans, non-glorified, and us humans, glorified, in that they have... Now, this is a question from the viewer. In that they have families and we won't. What will family look like in heaven? So first off, address the question of... The, who has glorified bodies, who doesn't during the millennium? Okay, during the millennium, the the church, which goes up at the rapture, is going to have their glorified bodies. And all the Old Testament saints and all the tribulation martyrs are going to have glorified bodies, which they get in the second part of the resurrection at the second coming. The only people that won't have resurrection bodies are going to be the sheep and the goats from the sheep and goats judgment, which we read about in Matthew 25. Yeah. And that's also in Matthew 13, the separation of the wheat and tares. That would be the wheat. Same thing or the separation of the bad fishes and the good fishes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So those folks will go in and they will be the ones that inherit the earth. We rule over them. Okay. Now the question of families, right? We're not going to have our earthly families as we did here. And we talked about that in the very beginning, during the yep. millennium and in the eternal state, but we're, we're focusing right now specifically on the millennium, those that have gone on to repopulate, survived the tribulation, repopulating the earth. Is there going to be, the viewer wants to know, is there going to be a type of, quote, jealousy between us and them? Go for it. I don't think so at all. Um, certainly not from the the glorified side. I mean, we might right now feel like wow if i didn't get the chance to get married or or i enjoyed being married so much we might feel like i'm going to go in the kingdom and how am i going to be fulfilled well i'm confident that whatever relationships that god gives us to replace our modern nuclear family or the current nuclear family and the current marriage relationship whatever replaces that we are going to find ourselves entirely fulfilled in it Amen. Personally, Amen. I suspect that that not only are we each going to have our own mansions, but I think we're going to have living situations in which we actually share in some sort of family units where whether it's family members and friends or just friends, whatever it is, it's going to be a very fulfilling relationship. Amen. I think it's going to be, again, we keep saying this, it's going to be mind-blowing. We, That's right. um, yeah, we, it's, it's hard for us to, it's hard for us to comprehend. So, okay. During the millennium and the eternal state, you just talked about mansions. The Lord says that, um, he's going away to build, right. To prepare a place for us that where he is, we may be also. And he says that in his, in, in my father's house, there are many mansions, but I want to just kind of park ourselves right there because Jesus said in my father's house. So we have a house. There are yep. many mansions. Is the term mansions also interchangeable with rooms, right? How do we how do you see that? 
Well, the word there, mone, is related to the verb meno, to abide or remain. And so that mone is just a generic term for habitation. It can be a temporary habitation like your military tent when you're on a military encampment. It can be a hotel room. It can be a mansion. It can be everything in between. It can be a castle. Yeah. So it, it's uh, not limited in any way. It's it's a very broad term and, and very generic term. It's not a, a narrow term. Yeah. And so when it, I think it's just simply saying in God's great big house, which I believe is the New Jerusalem. Okay. There are many abodes, or many habitats, or habitations. It's going to be so. Here, let me show you guys a picture of Lee's house. That's going to be Lee's house. Um, and if you guys want to go visit Lee, you already can see where he's going to live. So, <laughs> oh man, I it's going to be so. I get so giddy when I talk about this because for all of us that are here and we see the news and everything happening around us, it could be pretty depressing especially in light of what happened. I'm not going to talk about that. In light of what happened last week, we'll just leave it at that because I don't want to get canned. Um, yep. But you guys know what uh, what's happening all around the world, and it's, it's, it's progressing rapidly at exactly the way the Lord said it was going to happen. And I know um, we could get evil fatigue, and I give credit to Pastor yep. Brandon Holthouse for that, which, by the way, you— you're going to, or you spoke? No, you're going to speak at Pastor B's, right? I'm going to be at Pastor B's church in March, yes. When oh, he's wow. preaching at the Prophecy Watchers Conference, I'm going to be subbing for him. Very, very cool. Well, I might end up driving up to see you preach at Brother B's church. We'll see. if oh, anybody's. that would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be cool. If anyone's in the uh, Bakersfield area in March, make your way to Pastor Brandon Holthouse's Rock Harbor Church over there. And uh, listen to pa uh, to well. Are you a pastor? Are you uh, Pastor Lee? Well, I'm in a church that has a plurality of elders, so okay. yeah, I'm a pastor. All but right. I, um, I spend half my time traveling, and in the bulk of my ministry is my teaching ministry. Very cool. So, um, Pastor Lee, right? That's great. That sounds good. It's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> All right. So, um, let me. So we covered that, and again, I want to leave some time for questions too. Can uh, I give one more observation? You can give as many observations as you want. Go for it, Lee. The Sometimes people get a little nervous when we talk about eternity, uh, when we talk so sure about what we think is going to be there. This is my philosophy for what eternity is going to be like. Um, it's, it is made for human beings. And the only things that are not going to be there are things that are intrinsically wicked or intrinsically rebellion against the living God. They're intrinsically sin. Yeah. Now, when we uh, we mentioned this earlier um, about the heaven's going to be way beyond what we can think of. And I like to say heaven can be bigger and better than we can imagine. It cannot be less or worse than we can imagine. That's right. That's a good way of putting it. There's nothing... Yeah, I'm not even going to build on that. You just said it. That's great. <laughs> should write that quote down. Um, so work-wise, because we are going to work through eternity. Absolutely. So we're not going to spend our times, you know, plucking a harp with little angel, you know, little cherub wings here. Can you imagine little cherub wings right here? You know, little, 
we're not going to be doing that. We're, we're going to have specific roles, especially like we mentioned early on, we're going to rule and reign all, with Christ. We're each going to have specific tasks. Walk us through that. Well, the starting place is going to be uh, Revelation chapter 4 and 5, where we see the 24 elders. Excuse me. We have these 24 elders who are the heads of the 24 courses of the New Testament priesthood. Yes. Every one of us is going to be on one of those 24 courses. And we're going to have a couple times a year when our course is going to be full-time worship in the New Jerusalem informal worship. And we're also going to have four times a year when all the courses are all together for feasts in the New Jerusalem. The rest of the time, we're going to be doing what I like to call informal worship mingled with formal worship. And that informal worship will be, we're going to be doing whatever we find that we love doing. It doesn't matter if you're a motorhead or a scientist or you're into architecture or art or um, building, uh, exploring, mining, whatever you, it's science, technology, whatever you are interested in doing, you will be continually uncovering cool things in God's creation and being wowed by them. That's informal worship. That is so and then, cool. And then on a regular basis, it'll be at least every Sabbath, and it may be several times a week. We don't know. We can only speculate based on what we see in the scriptures. But at least on the Sabbaths, we'll be gathered for formal worship, and we will always have fresh worship coming out of us because we were freshly wowed by our amazing God. Man, that is going to be so amazing. Think about, okay, what do you say to the naysayer that would say, man, that, that sounds boring, doing the same thing for all eternity, because I've heard that argument. I'm sure you've heard yep. it as well. What do you say to the naysayer? Well, I'd say they don't have a very big imagination at all, uh, because <laughs> um, heaven, I eternity is so big that let's just say you focused on music, and you gave yourself for all of eternity, well, while I'm out there doing 150 different things and other people are doing 500 things, you got one person doing nothing but music for eternity. Yeah. That person, their music is such a broad field, he will never be bored if he loves it. Yeah. There's, there's tens of thousands of instruments to learn. There's dozens of musical scale systems to learn. Uh, the, the, it's endless. It is. It is amazing what... What is what heaven is going to be? I, I seriously don't understand um, not not wanting that. And it's free. It's a free gift. I mean, seriously. That's right. It is a free gift. We did nothing, nothing. Actually, we did quite the contrary. We did all the bad stuff. And Jesus Christ came and he gave his everything, his life for us so that we could be in eternity with him. I don't know how you I think it's that. amazing that that our salvation didn't begin and end with merely forgiving a criminal and letting him out of the jail. That's, that's, it's insane. Or, well, or, or saying, okay, you don't have to be executed. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can almost wrap our minds around that human from, from a human perspective. Yeah, but absolutely. When you go beyond that and you were adopted into the family of God as a son of God, as a daughter of God, as an heir of God, co-heir with Christ Jesus, inheriting the entire universe 
pleasures forevermore at the right hand of God, it says in Psalm 1911. Yeah, absolutely. And let me say this much real quick, because you just used the word pleasures. Let me say that Satan is the master counterfeiter. The pleasures that Christ is going to offer us in eternity are going to pale in comparison to the fake pleasures, counterfeit pleasures that Satan draws people away from Christ and into perdition and eternal hellfire, unfortunately. There are two different kinds of pleasures, and I want to make sure that we understand Satan is the master counterfeiter, and those pleasures lead to destruction. But for those of us that are in Christ, what God has ready for those of us in Christ, the pleasures are innumerable. You just cannot number them. So, um, okay, um, we didn't cover precog. Tell us real quick, and then we'll move on, because I forgot. What do you think about that? Well, and, And the reason why I'm asking you is because... Pastor Chuck Smith, in his Revelation uh, talk, and I think you get it, it's the C2000 series, um, he said that he believed, and he's in heaven, so he knows now, but he believed that during the millennial reign, right, the Lord said he's going to rule with a rod of iron. Am I right? During the millennium? Okay. He believed that we'll have a type of uh, precog in the sense of if somebody's thinking of doing something wrong, he believed that we'd go, no, no, no. I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> but what no, are your thoughts on that? Right. Yeah. I think he's right. I think that we will have uh our in the enhancements that we receive in the resurrection, our spirit is going to be in in crazy close connection with the indwelling Holy Spirit. Oh man, that's we're awesome. not going to lose the indwelling Holy Spirit. We will have the indwelling Holy Spirit still, along with the physical presence of the Son. Amen. Amen. And, and that is going to, in the communication is going to be enhanced, and the Lord's going to send us a message, say, hey, Joe Blow over here in the corner, he's growing pot in his backyard, and we're or he's thinking about it, Yeah, and we'll go put a stop to it. Yeah, that's going to be so cool, man, enforcers. <laughs> Sorry, I get excited. Oh, you were an Army Ranger, so you're, I'm, I love this. This is cool. Um, You know, uh, I was actually going to go into the the Marines, and then I thought, well, you know what? I want. I think I'm super tough. I'm not. Uh, I want to try the Navy SEALs. I ended up not being able to because just um, some fa- after graduating high school, had some um, financial family issues, had to go to work, and that's totally fine. God had different plans. I'm yep. okay with it. But man, it's going to be so cool. So I'm going to be the dude with the you know the long hair and the bun up here and big old muscles. Everybody's going to look at me. Wow, that was Pablo. Look at him now. Anyways, that was bad. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, Uh, let's move on real quick because so if everybody wouldn't mind, um, start start putting your questions up right now in all, uh, we, we have some already, all capital letters, because if not, I'm going to be looking for the question, and it's just going to be a terrible time. So for Brother Lee and I, start formulating your questions right now as we kind of wrap this segment up. And there's a whole lot we didn't cover, but um, here is the last thing that I want to talk about because to me this is just super cool. When it when it comes to our uh, human body version 2.0 upgraded, right? They're trying to do this here with this transhumanism movement. Um, Elon Musk has that Neuralink that I haven't heard much from it, but I'm sure it's still active. You got guys like uh, Yuval Noah Harari who are big transhumanists, and they they think they're going to be able to achieve some sort of um, eternal state in these sinless bodies. Yeah, right. As if the Lord's going to allow that. Duh. 
But what is it going to be like? What are your thoughts on our version 2.0 upgrade once we have our glorified bodies? Well, it's going to be amazing. I love to read through the passage on the resurrection in 1 Corinthians 15. Yes. It talks about the fact that that right now we have an earthly body that's patterned after the first Adam. We're going to have a, a spiritual body that is patterned after the second Adam, which is the Lord Jesus Christ or the heavenly man. And the passage is very clear. It says there is a soulish body. Now, most of your versions are going to say there is a physical body, but it's talking about the soul. It's it's suke. It's the adjective for suke. And, and so right now, our physical body is linked to our soul. The soul is the uh, locomotive, really, for who we are. And this is, this is why we sin. And this is the seat of our desires, our interests, our tastes, our preferences. And, it, and it's a struggle. And our spirit cannot overcome that our soul apart from the indwelling Holy Spirit. That's the only reason that we're able to have victory. But in the resurrection, we're going to have a spiritual body. That body is going to be connected first and foremost to the, to the spirit. The spirit is going to dominate the show, not the soul. We will still have a soul, but we won't be living souls. We'll be life-giving spirits. And so that's the really cool aspect, but that's just the beginning. Because in this heavenly body, we're no longer limited to earth. Right now, we have to yeah. have oxygen. We have to have water. We cannot live. When we send men to the moon, they have to take earth with them. They have to take oxygen and water with them. Yeah. In the resurrection body. You'll be able to go to Mars and walk around barefoot in that red sand so in cool. jeans and a T-shirt and your ball cap. And you can wear your ball cap backwards on Mars, bro. That'll be okay. And, <laughs> right on. Uh, and and you'll be, we'll be able to sit up there and, and grill steaks and corn on the cob oh, if we man. wanted to. You guys are all invited. We're not, we're not <laughs> limited by the atmosphere. What What I love about it is we will be able to interact with physical creation we will not be limited in any way, shape, or form by physical creation. Amen. You know, and another thing, can I add on top of that how cool this is going to be? So I also go to Jesus's resurrected body. I'm not saying we're going to be like Jesus, okay? But I'm saying the the body that Jesus yes, right. had where he was able to just go through walls, appear in the middle of the, the hey, what's up, dudes? Hey, man, you know, right. wait, how'd you get in here? The door was locked. You know, well, guess what? Version 2.0, baby. Don't need the door locks. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work over That's here. That's right. <laughs> and we're not going to have to eat, but you, you did a great segment. If every, you know, everybody needs to go check out the segment that uh, Brother Lee did. Will we eat meat in heaven? Praise the Lord for that segment that you did, right? Oh, yeah. The, my, I, I did a video, which is called Why I Reject Eternal Veganism. Um, I probably got more hate mail for that than, than most of my videos, but I also got a lot of people that wrote to me and, and were very thankful. I used a lot of scripture to make the point. Yeah. Okay. So... Folks, let's take questions. Um, and this is, I'm going to start this one. It's its a good question. Really good one. So Richard Waller asked, question, will we be human without gender? The Bible says there will be no male or female. Lee. Well, um, there's no male nor female in Christ. 
but that I don't think that that means that there's no such thing as males or females. I think there still will be females. They will still be females. There'll still be males. They will be males. Um, how exactly that's going to play out? Will there be some some changes? I'm I'm not sure, but I am sure that there will still be sexes in heaven. Yeah, I I agree too. Um, I I definitely believe that there is going to be. That'd be a little strange, right? But I understand the yep. the question where it's coming from because we won't have the need to procreate. That's or right. to empty ourselves out, if you guys can catch my drift there, if you know what I mean, which is pretty cool because we'll be able to eat if we want to. Jesus didn't have to, but he, he shared fish with the disciples on the seaside. Am I right, Lee? Yes, fish and bread on one occasion and yep. fish and honey on another. So we will be able to eat. We will be able to partake. And I do believe, here's a question. I don't think anyone's asked this yet. But are we going to be able to fellowship with those that have gone on to repopulate the earth during the millennium, right? So we're in our glorified bodies. Will we have relationships as friends with those here on earth and be able to break bread with them as us? Will they know, whoa, these guys are in their glorified bodies? How do you, what do you think of that? I think so. I mean, I think the picture that we have here is, is our Lord Jesus uh, when he was down here interacting with mankind. And I think when we're down here ruling and reigning with him, he's going to be the same magnanimous uh, God that he is, full of grace and mercy yep. as well as full of truth. And he's our pattern. We're going to be like him. We're going to not, I think we're going to be interacting with the human race, not just as, um, you know the the judges and the yeah. jury and in the courts and the policemen sure. and As the enforcers, but, yeah, yeah. But we'll also have that level of interaction. They're humans and we're humans. Yeah, amen. I agree. I definitely agree. I think it. And okay, you guys want to get your mind blown? I also believe, and we'll get to this question about pets. I also believe that we are going to be able to travel at the speed of thought. Now, let that sink in for a minute. Yeah, mind blown, right? We are going to have access to the throne of God, even during the millennium, us in the glorified bodies. And I, we get I absolutely agree. The, uh, to me, it's, it is essentially a denial of God's infinite, omnipotent nature to think that his eternal, recreated, resurrected beings are going to be limited to the speed of light. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's going to be, it's, it's, I've said this, we've said this, mind blowing. We can't even, That's right. as much as we talk about it and we get super hyped up about this, because I do, I get super hyped up. Um, it's just, we, until we get there, I, we know we're all going to be there and we're going to be high-fiving each other, right? Yep. This is great. This is so cool. This is great. Okay. Um, real quick. Um, let me see. Veronica, Veronica Spence Locke, you can keep your blue hair. She said she has blue hair and she wants to know if she can keep it. Wouldn't that be cool? Everybody has different color hair. And I mean, like out of the norm, crazy. I don't know. We just won't know. Why not? I mean, there's some, if the four creatures, living creatures, if you're going to tell me there's not some crazy stuff we've never seen before, right? In heaven. So why uh, not? Why not? Have we, we've, we haven't scratched the surface. Nope. Brother, I'm convinced. <laughs> this is just my... Uh, sanctified imagination, but I think that 
almost all of the solar systems in our galaxy and in every galaxy are going to have a Goldilocks zone with at least one planet that's either all ready to go with plants and animals mm -hmm. or it's ready to be terraformed. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, let's talk about pets because I've gotten, uh, there's a few here on pets. People want to know, and, and I understand. Um, I've got a dog, a rescue dog. His name's Sparky, and Sparky is a spark plug. That's why we named him Sparky. You met Sparky Lee when you were over here. Is he not a spark plug, that, that dog? He's a cool pup. Okay, so will we have our pets in heaven with us. What is your take on that? Whether we have the current pets that we had in this life resurrected, that I cannot answer. Yeah. It's that a, we will have pets, I can answer absolutely. Animals I, were made for man to enjoy. And and talk uh, just briefly. I believe, what's your take? I believe animals will talk in heaven. That's um, my take. Yes, they do. In fact, we already know that many animals actually have conversational levels up to three or 400 words. Mm -hmm. um, some of the intelligent dog breeds can understand up to 200 different commands. Some of the chimpanzees and apes are up to 500. Yeah. Um, it's simple communication, but it is communication. And I suspect when we get into eternity, this all, all that's been diminished through the curse is going to be enhanced again. Yep. That's so true. Um, only Jesus saved said what we love here on earth won't be the same in heaven. And I would imagine that what you, and, and that's a hard word. We use love kind of, uh, yep. yeah, I love a hamburger and I love my wife. Right. So we don't really have yep. specifics. Um, but I think like Lee covered early on the things that we enjoy here, I think are going to be magnified a lot when we get to Amen. heaven. And so speaking uh, on communication, I, uh, I've often thought it would be amazing to be able to communicate with my honeybees and tell this, tell this group of hives, you're only going to collect dandelion blossoms this year. <laughs> and you guys are only going to do orange blossoms this year. Uh, and you guys are only going to do a uh, jalapeno pepper blossoms. Ooh, jalapeno. Is that spicy honey? I don't know. I'd want to find out. That would be kind of cool. Or does it like, does a bee, does a bee, you know, get the pollen from a pepper and goes, zzz, poof, and just <laughs> spontaneously combust in the air? Yep. Oh man, that's going to be funny. Okay. So let's see. Uh, we got time for probably a couple more questions. Um, oh, let me try and say this name. Justastica. Jastastica. Sorry if I butchered your name, but your question, what happens to earthly marriages when we receive our incorruptible bodies? I think you're probably in ref uh, referencing, you mean uh, during the rapture? Is uh, That's what I imagine she's asking. Lee, what do you think? Um, our, the marriage relationship will end in the resurrection if it hasn't already ended in death. Um. And it's not because that didn't have an important place in our growth as a human being, but simply we're going to be moving on to another stage. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have new relationships in heaven. We don't exactly know what they're going to be, but they will be revealed to us when we get there. Yeah. We do know that we'll have friendships. Amen. And that it's, trust me, the relational, the relationships in heaven are going to be also magnified to a degree that we can't comprehend here on earth because... Our relationships, as much as we want to think of them as 
I mean, think about the best relationship you might have, right? Or the best marriage you've ever seen or best marriage you've ever, you have. My, my wife's my best friend. But even then, our love comes with conditions. We oftentimes have conditional love. And I That's believe right. when we get to heaven, our relationship and our love is going to be completely pure. It's going to change. And so it's, it's again, mind-blowing. We can't even imagine how it's going to be when we are in the presence of God Almighty. It's going to be beautiful. Uh, okay, yeah, last, when, go when for it. Everybody that we meet, we can trust. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, everybody we can meet, we can trust. Yep, and no, none of this, right? No, Where did this ever come from? People cross, is that like some, su this is superstitious, right? People crossing their fingers. Yeah. yeah. It comes from making the sign of the cross. Making the sign of the cross? Wait, like this? Yeah, you cross your fingers, you're making the sign of the cross. Oh, you mean, wait, like this? Like when the Lord like was... Like the sign of a cross, like the protect yourself from devils and demons and bad luck? Okay. Uh, I don't get it, but whoever came up with that... Yeah, you... well, if you see see how my fingers are crossed here... Mine can't cross like that. Man, I'm I'm cross-challenged. Yeah, but when you end up going like this, it's just a shortcut. Okay. <laughs> whoever came up with that, you need to go back to the drawing board, man. Um, yeah. Okay, so um, I, I here's one last question. Let me just get. Oh, oops, where'd it go? Uh, sorry, I lost that question. Okay, a uh, question. John Noib, we say the Lord is coming, quote unquote, soon. What is soon in your minds? Well, um, you know what? That's uh, soon. <laughs> That's really strictly up to the Lord, but the Lord told us that we would know the season of the Lord's return. Lee, why don't you go ahead and finish that off? Well, I, I will point out that really good men who are on the same page on virtually everything on the pre-tribulation rapture uh, are all over the map on this. Some of us think we got two or three years to go. Some of us think it's one or two. Some of us think if we don't go this fall, Something's amiss. Yeah. But we're all in agreement that prophetic convergence is is turning into a hurricane. Yeah. And this can't go on much longer. Absolutely. It can't. Yeah, it can. So, you know, soon, really, we, we really mean soon. Obviously, we're not yeah. going to date set. But if you take a look at everything happening around the world, and if you uh, compare it to the lens of Scripture, you could see how much it all lines up. And like Brother Lee just said, the convergence of events, and not only they've been converging, and it's happening super, super quickly. And so on multiple levels, not just geopolitical, but we're talking about the earth groaning as well. Yep. And, you know, um, uh, the way the love, the loss of the love of life, and we can see that through, um, you know, uh, abortion and other means as well. Also, morally, the moral compass is just totally messed up. So there are multiple things that you can you can batch in soon. And when we mean soon, we mean soon. So uh, I think I'm looking at two things I think we're going to see in the near future here in America. Yeah. One, I think we're going to see the um, Republican Party revamp itself. It's become apparent that the uh, the red wave that we thought we were going to see. It didn't come because we lost votes when we yep. saw Roe v. Wade reversed. Otherwise, it would have been an insane red wave. Well, and I've long predicted that we're going to see the Republican Party get revamped, go belly up on the moral issues, yeah. and they're going to be conservative only on economic, political, and uh, 
foreign policy issues. Yeah. And then I also think that we are very likely going to see the early stages of the rollout of the cashless society Soon. based on the new digital currency this coming year. Yeah, actually, I had an article, and I, I don't have time to do it because that would mean I have to sort through a bazillion shortcuts. They're called shortcuts, but I have so many of them. They're not really shortcuts. But um, we have banks, and a lot of the banks here, I'm trying to find it here. Yep, here it is. Uh, the New York Fed launches a 12-week, that's three months, 12-week uh, central bank digital currency pilot program. That's code word for test program with major banks. Just to give you guys an idea of some of the banks that are going to be testing this CBDC are City, uh, Citibank, BNY Mellon, MasterCard, PNC, TD Bank, U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo. They're going to be participating. That's just some in the pilot uh, program by issuing tokens and settling transactions, here you go, through simulated central bank reserves, okay? So um, I believe we're going to be seeing a digital currency very, very soon. So when we mean soon, the Lord's coming, we mean soon. So get That's your right. house together. Don't be playing around, all right? Anyways, okay, enough of that. Okay, we've got, uh, I, I think we're out of time. Um, but I don't want to put off the most important part of this entire podcast. And that is, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, everything we just talked about will mean nothing to you. It will mean absolutely zero, but it doesn't have to be that way. So Brother Lee, why don't you tell them how, um, how, they, can, how they can know Jesus Christ? Oh, I love this question. For those of you out there, that if you're not born again or you or, or you want to find the Lord Jesus and you don't even know what the right terminology is, let me point out that you don't want religion. We're not talking about finding the right church. That's a question for down the road. The only question you need to face right now is what are you going to do with the Lord Jesus Christ? Yep. You know, there's two religions on this planet. I don't know if you've understand that, but there's two religions. There's the religion of human works. And that's every religion under the sun. And then there's the religion of Jesus Christ has done the work. He has paid the price for sin. Your sins can be covered. All you have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You trust him. You follow him. You take him into your heart. I don't care what terminology you use. Just do it. Just believe him. This will result in you receiving the Holy Spirit. You will be adopted as a child of God, as a son of God for all of eternity. You're going to have eternal salvation that cannot be lost. Your sins will be forgiven, past, present, and future. This is the most glorious and most important decision that any man on the planet can make. Because no matter what else you get in this life, if you come to the end of your life, whether you live 20 years or 200 years, and you don't have eternal life, it's all down the tubes. Yeah, But you can have a whole short life that goes south at every corner, and your life is as ugly as a mud puddle in the swamp, and it, everything's painful and ugly. And yet, when it all comes to the end, if you have the Lord Jesus Christ, you have everything that you need to have. Amen. Brother so Lee, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, today. no, I was going to say, uh, why don't you lead us in prayer for those that might want to? Amen. Lord, we look to you right now. There may be folks out here in, in the listening audience who do not know you. We pray that you would touch their hearts with your word, 
that they would feel drawn to your word, that they would feel drawn to yourself, that they would realize that, that you are God manifest in flesh for the purpose Amen. of redeeming the human race and that anyone that believes on you will be saved. We pray that you would reveal yourself to them, that you would lead them to trust you, that you would encourage them to trust you, and that you would bring them into your eternal family. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. And you know what? I'm going to piggyback off of that, folks. Um, these are the gospel cards, and uh, I will send anybody that wants 25 of these cards on my dime. I will send these to you so you can pass these out, leave them behind at restaurants or coffee shops. A lot of you guys have been asking for these, and it's been a huge blessing. I've already gone through almost 12,000. I've mailed out almost 12,000 of these cards. Um, let me show you guys how to go about uh, getting these cards. So if you go to the Serpents and Doves website and you click on the Connect tab right up here in the menu, it's going to bring you to this Contact Us page. Fill it out, Subject Gospel Cards, and then tell us if you want 25. I'll send those to you for free. Please give us your mailing address. If you would like more than 25, I would love to send them out to you. The only thing I would uh, ask that you'd prayerfully consider would be uh, donating to help cover the cost of shipping, printing materials. But I don't ever want money to be an issue of why the gospel doesn't get out. So if you want more, if you can't uh, leave a donation, totally fine. Please just hit me up. We will get these out to you ASAP because time is running out. And we want to get, um, now is the time to tell people about Jesus Christ more than ever, more than Amen. ever. Um, Brother Lee, any closing remarks? Keep looking up, folks. We're going to fly soon. That's right. We sure are going to fly soon. I wanted to let everybody know tomorrow I am going to have Nathan Jones, or should I say Dr. Nathan Jones, um, from Lamb Lion Ministries, you just ministered with them, Lee, not too oh, long ago. Yeah, I love those boys down there, Nathan and Tim Moore and David Reagan. Yeah, yeah, I've I've not had the privilege of having uh, David Reagan, but he is busy writing books, and we want him writing books. He still has a whole lot to say, but we're gonna have um, Nathan on tomorrow, and uh, I'll be putting up that broadcast fairly soon, probably tonight. And uh, anyways, this was great. I, I can't thank everybody for uh, coming in and hope everybody was blessed. I hope you guys were encouraged. I hope you guys were challenged, as always, to get into the Word of God and get the Word of God into you guys. And um, remember to keep looking up, right, Lee? Our redemption's near. Amen. Brother Lee, I love you, brother. So good. Love, love you, you too, bro. Love you guys Stay all out, out there. Family. Will do. And... Um, Everybody out there, thank you once again. May the Lord richly bless you as you go about the rest of your week. And remember to keep looking up. Tell Ruthie hi and give her thumbs up once again. Last thing I'm going to say is please, if you don't mind, um, like it, subscribe, because it helps. And Lee's channel as well. I put Lee's uh, con uh, information below. It helps us get the material out. And now is a time where we want to get as much out as we possibly possibly can. So thank you guys very much. Lord bless you guys until the next time, which would be tomorrow. Uh, keep looking up. Lord bless you guys. Bye.